What's up? This is Shane from Valencia and P.O.R., and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 159 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, and le champion, Sam Matura. <laughs> Where's the bubbly? <laughs> he pivoted. He I did. Pivoted. I had an open mind change. It. I didn't know that was coming. A little bit of the bubble. A little bit of the bubble. <laughs> I wanted to throw you off just a little bit. I was bit. thinking, what's he saying in the beginning? God damn it. On this fine Thursday evening, November 7th, 2019, uh, as we record this, November 8th, as the episode drops, we're here to give you all of the week's nerdy news. And believe me, there is a ton of it. So we won't waste too much time tonight. Uh, you can go to wepodcastandweknowthings.com for all things we podcast me know things including links to our twitter links to our instagram our facebook our store our patreon uh, also our email if you'd like to send us an email we podcast and we know things at gmail.com all one word uh, and you can go ahead and send us that we'll answer anything you have on the air tonight we got some trivia it's six and a half for me two and a half for sam that's where we're gonna My start God. it off <laughs> i always take the lead you always come back you'll be fine yeah you've been saying that you've just been sprinting ahead you'll be I'm fine i'm eating dust uh, we're going to switch it up a little bit tonight and sam is going to start it off in the gaming space after quite the lengthy. trivia it is huge tonight so we we got a big one we got a big one then we're going to go to movies uh and then we're going to end it off with tv music that's where our top three is going to be housed in the music section a quick 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 high level preview of aew's next pay-per-view sam's back with a cgc spotlight our picks of the week and we will get out of here so let's not waste any more time sam six and a half for me two and a half for you first to 11 win by two let's go ahead and start the trivia and I think this is right up your alley. We Since we did this as a kid, I retired early. Uh-oh, skateboarding question. Who invented the Ollie? Mark Ollie. Rodney Mullen. Incorrect. And he was on the list. Alan Gelfand. I don't fucking know that. I, I didn't know who he was, but it was Mike McGill, Rodney Mullen, Alan Gilford, and Craig Snyder. <laughs> you like Mark Ollie? <laughs> Dude, I, I, that's why I didn't want to say anything. I was like, is that a real person? Yeah, Joey Kickflips invented the kickflips. <laughs> but I did read Rodney Mullen invented over 40 tricks. Yeah, most, most cool. modern flip tricks and freestyle tricks. Maybe not freestyle. I don't know if he invented the freestyle tricks, but he was the grandfather of the no. Ollie. He did the first rolling Ollie. The, the shit Mullen. that he did, I was just like... And I, he invented I, the kickflip, heel flip, burial yeah. flip, tray flip, all that stuff. And then the fakey variants, the switch variants, the nollie variants. He invented the nollie stance. So, and then just... Crazy stuff that I don't know how he even thought of. He, I, I don't know how much of the freestyle stuff that he invented, um, or did he just kind of master it? But yeah, Rodney Mullen, godfather of skateboarding, hundred percent. Uh, let me go to your trivia question for Le Chavion. Okay, well, let's see if I can get her. Uh, by number, you don't got to name the game, you don't got to name the region, nothing. Just the number. What is the worst selling main series generation of Pokemon games? The worst selling? Yep. And there's one through, what, eight? Nine? You tell me. Fucking beats me. I didn't play a quarter of them. How many generations are there? You own Sun and Moon. What gen is that? Nine? Ten? We don't have that many Pokemon. Eight. (laughs) Eight eight is this one coming up. All right, so that's eight. What's the worst one? When did I give up? Was it Ruby? 
Which was what? Just so to test your knowledge. Three? Yes. Okay. Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald are Gen 3. And technically, Pokemon Fire, Red, and Leaf Green. I'll go four. In Gen 3. Four wasn't even on the list of choices. Four is also my favorite generation. Um, for no points, was it five, which is black and white and yeah, black and white yeah. two? Three, which is Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, Har- uh, I thought it was Diamond. Fire, Red. That was Gen 4. Seven, so which I is right. Sun. So I was right. All right, cool. Shit. I'm proud of myself. Seven, which is uh, Sun Moon, Ultra Sun Moon, or six, which was X and Y. What's X the, and Y? Yes. Nah. Yeah. Yep. That was the right answer. X and yeah, y. Gen 4 is Pearl, Diamond, and Platinum, and then Heart Gold, Soul Silver, which is my favorite generation. But yeah. Uh, I, I gave up long before. We're selling, I think, combined for just under 12 million, which Ooh. is still great. Yeah, but, but for Pokemon standards. Uh, it was their first foray, foray into 3D, and I don't know. I. What was that? 2013. So Pokemon was kind of in a lull there. Seven, I was surprised because that was kind of in tow with Pokemon Go. So that kind of picked up the sales there. Plus, X and Y didn't have a sequel game. It was only X and Y. So Gen 5 had Black and White and Black and White 2. 3 had Ruby. I'm sorry. Yeah, Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald and Fire Red, Leaf Green. 7 had Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. So like... X and Y was just X and Y. Yeah. There was no X and Y two. There was no Z. They knew it was a clunker. So that's why they did it didn't sell well because they didn't have the amount of games the other gens had. So yeah. that was just simple numbers. But yeah, All right. X and Y. Now kick us off in the gaming space. We you know we got some impressions. We got some reviews. But let's start it off. Luigi Mansion three impressions. I love it. You've been looking forward to this game freaking for years. It's, You're hype. It's so charming. I was talking oh. to somebody on Twitter about it. He was loving it. And uh, he he's farther than I am, so he had, he assumed that I was that far. So I'm a little pissed about that. He ruined. He ruined. No, he he didn't go too deep. Like I knew that it existed, but I didn't know where. But now I know where it is. Okay. So I'm just kind of pissed about that. But um, it's okay because whatever. It's a great fucking game. Uh, flat out awesome game. Love it. It's so charming. The opening cutscenes are so cute. The puzzles are. Um, not like mind bending difficult, but they're thinkers. Okay. And especially with Gooigi, who now follows you after a certain st- point in the game, you have to control both players and use the puzzles to work together to solve the traps and stuff. And it's just like really inventive and thoughtful. And it's not just go around, find a ghost, suck them up and move forward. There's a lot to it. Um, there's new mechanics. There's bashing the ghost back and forth and you can bash the ghosts against other ghosts and hurt them both and then suck them up and then so, so you just weaken them down suck a, them it's up. a whole okay. there's a whole dynamic around the 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 kind of uh the the main mechanic and i i really like it it's got really good really good visuals the music is low-key phenomenal um it right now is is in somewhere in the mix for my game of the year. I don't know. Oh, that I was going to be my next question. Does I just it have the potential. It has the potential. Okay. Right now, I don't know because I'm a little farther along in Link's Awakening than, than I am in this game. I still love that game. And I never played the original Link's Awakening. So to me, this is a brand new experience. So like, I'm like, uh, when I get both of them done, I'll then kind of make that assessment. But by the time I get both of them done, Pokemon will be out. So I have to assume... That they're both gonna lose, but we'll see. We'll <laughs> yeah. see. We'll see. I did look at the leaks for Pokemon Sun and Moon, so uh, not Sun and I, I did it. Uh, Sword and Shield. I did not. So I am even more hyped than I was. And based I made on sure that. Greg did not tell me because so, if no. and when I do get a Switch in this Pokemon game, I can yeah, find when, out these. Right when Dragonite gets a Galar form, you'll be happy. You'll find out. Get hugged, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen. Uh, maybe it does. Who knows? Sam, I, I love it. If you're oh. If you're new to the franchise and you've never played a Luigi's Mansion game, it is totally okay to start here. 
That's good to you hear. You do not have to play the first two. Which, I don't remember if I did or not. Uh, the first one was a launch title for GameCube back in 2001. The if second did, one was, was a 3DS exclusive called Dark Moon. Only so you definitely did not play Carmen was my only shot. Yeah. Um, or me. I, mean, I had GameCube about 53 times, including the one I have behind the TV right now. But that's okay. Yeah. That's I, I don't, okay. Like, but me and you played different games. Like, we, we did. We played I Madden. I just don't remember us playing that. We played Madden, and then we played whatever 64. we played at Carmen's house. Yeah, <laughs> and Smash, yeah, yeah, and wrestling games. But it's a great game. Love it. Uh, highly recommend it. You don't need to play the other ones. And just, it's another really great Nintendo first-party game. The only downside I would say, and it's, it's less of a downside and more just something to get used to, Luigi controls in a completely free 360 environment space so he can move in all directions. When Luigi is facing his back to you and his his, his uh, face towards like the, the far wall, he controls normal. Left is left, right is right. But when he turns around and faces you and is looking at you, it's flipped around. Yeah. So it can be really... Messes with you a little bit. It does. Yeah. It messes with you big time. That's the only thing I would say you got to get used to. There is a control scheme that I prefer, but I'm not going to go into detail there. Just know that it's a really fun game, and it was totally worth. I got it for nothing, but it was totally worth the sixty dollars if I were to pay. That's great to hear. <laughs> if I were to pay, gift cards. And yeah, stuff. no, I got. You. I, I, I traded I fifty-one DVDs for that game. Fifty-one DVDs, and I had a gift card. But you traded in, and I'm proud of you. Next on the docket, we got Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD Impressions. I sold them on Facebook Marketplace. I ain't trading shit in. I told oh, you. Oh, did you? Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I Wait, when you said you traded in, so I was like, oh, shit. Traded Wait. them. Okay. Traded them. Okay. Yeah. I took my gift card and 51 DVDs and traded it to somebody on Marketplace for Luigi's Mansion 3 unopened. Wow. Right outside the classic Game Junkie. Just saying. Super Monkey Ball uh, Banana Blitz HD is baby's first monkey ball game. That's what it is. Like, if you've never played a monkey ball game, it's a good place to start because it's easy. Um, it's easier. It's still hard, but it's easier. It's got a jump button. It's the only monkey ball game that has a jump button. Monkey Ball and Monkey Ball 2, which in my opinion, two of my top 50 games of all time. Uh, they start off hard as fuck. If you're not good, you're not even getting out of World 1 before you game over. Jesus. Here, I didn't hit my first game over to World 7. So it's just like, it's not different. The only thing I absolutely hate about this game are the boss battles. I don't think a monkey ball game needs boss battles and it can control really wonky at times with a weird camera. So like get used to that. But if you have ever played a monkey ball game and you know what they're all about, it could be worse. I think they chose this one to remaster because it was on the Wii and it is the highest selling monkey ball game, I believe because of the, it was on the Wii, which sold the second, yeah. third most. It's the third highest selling console of all time now, behind PlayStation 2 and 4. So I think that's why it's a good game. I'm not going to call it great. Am I a little disappointed? I didn't play the Wii one, so I'm not. I don't like the boss battles, the jump button, I could do without. But other than that, it's Baby's first Monkey Ball game. It's a good introduction point to the series if you have interest in Monkey Ball. Terry Bogart Smash Impressions. Terry Bogart is from Fatal Fury, my favorite fighting game franchise of all time. He is my favorite fighting game character of all time. When he got announced for Smash, I was hype as shit. So uh, I'm sure you love them. Masahiro Sakurai came out yesterday, which is Wednesday for us, two days ago for you, and did a 45-minute demo of the character live on a stream at 8 a.m. So it was like nice way to wake up. I got to work at like 6.30 um, got some shit done just so at eight I could watch the forty-five minute thing. I did, and then they're like, "Oh, by the way, he's out now." So I got home last, or I won't say last night. I got home two nights ago for the people listening on Wednesday night, and uh, 
played for well i did some stuff in my bedroom uh put some baseboards up but other than that after that played played as terry so that's when you just play a couple battles then just he appears like three or f- okay no 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 you just get him he's a downloadable character so you just get oh, okay. him okay um, I, I paid for him so um he controls well very well i like that there's already fighting game characters in smash like ryu and ken so there's precedent there and i like that like you don't just mash buttons with them like you do with some a lot of Smash players do. It's actually like inputs, like quarter circle forward and A does a move, quarter circle back and B does a move. So it's I like that. Um, they have moves from his move sets from a lot of different King of Fighters games, a lot of different Fatal Fury games. I like, I love his stage. His stage is probably my favorite besides Banjo's. Uh, um, forget what mount, mount whatever. But uh, yeah, it's he's a fun character. The problem is. Not a lot of people know Fatal Fury. Not a lot of people know SNK. Not a lot of people know Terry Bogard. So, like, he's kind of like a lot of people are like, why the hell do I care about this Terry Bogard guy? Fatal Fury is unbelievable. It it was minority I'm, opinion. It was better than Street Fighter. You could go on planes. You could go front and back of the stage. You're not just level 2D well, fighting. You could move. I- I, I mean, like I would rather have Terry Bogard than get another Fire Emblem character that I don't <laughs> yeah. give a shit about. Or another anybody with a sword. Like, yes, so it, over we, sword there's, fighters. There's plenty of people. Yeah. Unless you're bringing Dante in the damn world, what we I, don't need What it. I just love about Smash is things like Terry Bogard and Banjo and even Ryu and Ken, they tell you that anyone can be in this fucking game. So, like, we could get Dante. Like, that, it's... I wouldn't it's be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I was told or I heard little birdies say that they're remaking a uh, new version of PlayStation uh, All-Stars Battle Royale, which was PlayStation's attempt at Smash Bros., and and I heard that he would be in that. So, I don't think... Shit, they should have been on this shit. I don't think he'll be in Smash, but again, I think Solid Snake is in Smash, and he's also in that. So... There should there could be some crossover or maybe Crash or I, I forget but yeah I think Crash is probably going to make the cut for yeah, Smash eventually. I would like to think. Um, I just I, I'm, you're so right. I just hope we never get another Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem character. But so far, like it, he's good. I've only re- wrestled. I've only had like five matches with him, but I think that's enough to understand his mechanics and stuff. His Final Smash is really fun. I love his Final Smash. But if you do it for anything, you do it for his stage. His stage is phenomenal. Uh, but I, I'm kind of biased because I love Fatal Fury and Terry Bogard. And he, he, yeah, so I, I knew you were going to love him. He plays just like I hoped. Okay, There's, cool. I think, like the win. Cool. There's not a disappointment there. I'm pretty sure I know the next rating, but, you know, Death Stranding's out. We got the review. And then I don't think it's got the rating that people it was hoping to get. Well, it's... But like let's, see if, let's I, see if I remember the right number. Before I read the review, there's like, this review is not the definitive review. It's literally all over the place. And it's exactly yeah, I, I what we said. I was going to say said. controversial, but I don't know if that was the right word. I don't know either, but it's exactly what we said it was going to be. We said that the reviews were going to be all over the map. Some people are going to love it just because it's a Kojima game. Some people are going to love it because it's just different and weird. Some people are going to love it because they're told to. And that's like a scene thing. And then some people are going to hate it because it's a scene thing. And some people are going to hate it because it's a Kojima game. And some people are going to hate it because all you do is walk. So, like, it's all over the map. While IGN felt this way, other people gave it this a higher score, lower scores. I've seen threes. I've seen tens. I've seen sixes. I've seen it all around the map. But what I said was 
even like a month ago when we had that seven minute trailer we broke down on the podcast, I said, while this game is not for me and I don't think it's going to review very well, I guarantee it will be up for game of the year, especially at the game awards because A, Jeff Keighley is in the game and B, he's homies with Kojima. But I also think it's going to be in there just because it's a Kojima game. The review scores don't matter. This has been a weird year for games because the the consoles that they're in their life cycle. So like, I just don't see what other games are going to like be in there outside of Nintendo, Gears, and Resident Evil. So, like, we'll see. But Death Stranding, man, like, oh, man, you couldn't pay me to play yeah, this it, game. Yeah, it's definitely a hard pass for both of us. A hard pass. Um, just, I, what I would do is I would go on the internet and watch a bunch of reviews. If you're interested in, like, what Shit, this game's all about, gameplay. do that. Yeah, like, if, if you watch gameplay, you're not going to want to play it. <laughs> uh, just watch a bunch of reviews that, that, have different opinions because every review I've watched so far, I've watched about six or seven and listened to a couple different pods that have reviews. Everyone has different feelings. Even the co-hosts on these shows that I'm watching are feuding about it yeah, back and forth. I, so it's at least sparking that debate. Yeah, I believe it was Alana Pierce said that. It's like, you know, playing the games, like you have to take care of this baby a lot and it's like it got kind of annoying or just so repetitive and it kind of took you out of the game a little bit. Well, you're you're a glorified delivery man. Yeah. Norman Reedus is a, just a delivery man yeah. in a po- post-apocalyptic world. And a lot of it is walking. Yeah. And because you have to deliver so many packages, they keep piling up on your body so you're heavy yeah. and you start to tip over. And basically, you have to use the triggers to stay balanced. Like a huge mechanic of this game is walking very far in the middle of nothing and balancing yourself to not that's, fall over. That's just not my game. I love that aspect of Breath of the Wild because the world was so big and expansive. But with Breath of the Wild, I felt like I wanted to be in that world. Yeah. Death you didn't Stranding have to not, balance yourself. You just Death Stranding ran. is not a world I want to necessarily be in. Yeah. I don't care yeah. about the world. I don't care about the babies, the BTs. I don't care about the the enemies uh, that you can literally just sneak around. Like, So I don't... I personally... Never in a million years will play this game, not even if I got it for free. But let's read the review that IGN has. Um, and, and then again, don't just take this one. Go find more and kind of formulate your own opinion. Certain landmark games in recent years, like The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Red Dead Redemption 2, have managed to successfully tread the line between the rigid uh, realism and exhilaration of pure escapism. But much like its stumbling protagonist, Death Stranding just can't consistently get the balance right despite possessing equally lofty ambitions and countless inventive ideas. There is a fashion- fascinating, fleshed-out world of supernatural science fiction to enjoy across its sp- sprawling and spectacular map, so it's a real shame that it's been saddled on a gameplay backbone that struggles to adequately support its weight over the full course of the journey. It's fitting that Kojima Productions' latest is so preoccupied with social media-inspired praise because in some ways I did like Death Stranding, I just didn't ever love it. Mm-hmm. I believe I, I believe it was a six eight six eight. Yeah, okay, so I did see. So I mean, you, I guess you, you called it. You know, you, you did say right. I never saw anyone gave it a ten. I think the highest rating I saw was like a seven. I've seen five. multiple tens. Damn, really? Yeah, multiple. Oh, better for it. And the last game review we have is Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games 2020. As Excuse me, as we've come to expect from these biannual crossover minigame collections, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 packs a colorful and recognizable cast and a fair amount of fun into an exciting bite-sized minigame that highlights some of the most iconic events in the Olympics. But there are also some duds, including a painful story mode. 
Even though the I'm sorry, even though the colorful and recognizable cast of characters injects a great amount of diversity and personality into the events, the relatively small retro sampling of and lackluster multiplayer features hold it back from scoring a gold medal. Six five. Six four. The fuck? Sorry, <laughs> you bastards. Yeah. Here, this this should get some people hype. Overwatch two officially announced. Yeah, we just last week reported on Overwatch Chapter Two, where I was told it was not going to be a sequel, and then the next day at BlizzCon, as things happen, they the make the announcement world. that Overwatch is getting a full sequel, four additional characters, PVE modes, a f- potential story mode. So, like, it is a sequel, and I know there's yeah. definitely some friends of ours that are hype about that. I'm I'm much more hype about that than I would be if it was just yeah. chapter two. I don't yeah. want them just building on this game. I like when sequels come out, man. It gets more, it gets a new audience I, in there. I mean, after all the fans that Overwatch One has, and you know, just seeing how our boy Pino, how hype he was to play two, because you know that's a day one buy. It's like for me with Overwatch, if you're just going to do a chapter two, that's not a seller. It's for great for the people that already have it. But maybe people won't go out and pick up that game because they don't know about it. Yeah. But with a brand new marketing campaign, a brand new SKU, a brand new box, Overwatch 2, they say, oh, shit, it's a new game. Let me pick this up. I think there's more opportunity for sales when you do the sequel as opposed to the chapter. So I think it's a good call. I mean, I won't be picking up personally, but hey, always good to see more games come out and people yeah. getting hyped. I'll definitely be picking it up. Noah 2 release date. Come on, you did it is again. It, it you Noah? always I, fucking I, I see, did it. I see Noah. You own the game. I, I had the first one. Yeah. Neo. Neo. It just doesn't, like, when I see Neo, it's like, I see Matrix spelling, N-E-O. Noah is N-A-O, or N-O-A-H, and you, this is N-I-A-O-A-H. Neo 2 release date, March 13th, 2020. Well, at least you got that part right. I mean, my plan is to hopefully play the first one, because the the reason I got the first one is because when I saw the trailer, I think it was 15, (laughs) but the trailer for 2, I thought was awesome. I thought it looked sick, and it got me, you know. I think you bought it, what, two Black Fridays ago? To 2017. Think, 2017. <laughs> I, think was, I think it was only one. but No, my, it was not 18. It was two Black Fridays. Well, my, my plan, I still want to fucking finish that Uncharted spinoff. Do you still have my fucking copy? Of I hope I do. Oh, my God. I hope. If yeah, not, me too. If not, you know. You just have to buy me a new $5 copy. They're cheap now, so. Yeah. If you did, if so facto, lose it, just hook If me so up. I forget, you'll forget. <laughs> Nintendo will aim to bring more 3DS franchises to the Switch. Yeah, I think we've seen that with Pokemon, yeah. that we're in, we're expecting a lot of success with this game, and um, the Switch is selling, like, hotcakes. So I'd imagine with the 3DS on its way out... That you take the popular franchises from an install base of 70 plus million handhelds and you say to yourself, okay, where can I, uh, where can I make some more money? I'm thinking like Yokai Watch. I'm thinking, uh, Mario and Luigi, the RPGs, even though that developer just went bankrupt, that's okay. That somebody else can take the development of that game. So it's always nice to see that the, uh, that's the Switch is going to revive some old franchises yeah. or keep them alive, yeah. I should say. It sucks that the 3DS is slowly making its way out, but like all things, it it's must right. come to I still got my Pokemon Limited Edition. That's right. Super Smash it was Smash Brothers Ultimate passes Street Fighter 2 as the highest selling fighting game of all time. And I just want to point out that Street Fighter 2 came out in 1991. Smash Ultimate came out in December. So <laughs> 11 months ago, and it already outsold a game that's been out since 1991, and it was out on multiple consoles, the Genesis, the SNES, which had, and this is a Switch exclusive. So like, that's a really yeah. fucking impressive feat. 15.5 million for Street Fighter 2. Now again, that's just Street Fighter 2, not all the iterations mixed together. Um, 
However, even with all the iterations of Street Fighter 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 and Alpha and all that mixed together, uh, Smash is also now the highest-selling fighting game franchise of all time. Tekken, the Dragon Ball games, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, none of them stand up. Smash Bros. from N64 all the way up to Ultimate, now the number one-selling fighting game franchise of all time. That brings a smile to my face because Smash I'm, is just so great. I'm kind of shocked that it's more than Mortal Kombat, to be honest. Um, That's the one that I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that's... Street Fighter does shock me, but because Mortal Kombat has 11, 13... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's so many of them that I'm like, holy shit, that is definitely kind of surprising to me. Yeah. yeah. Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Gods and Monsters all delayed until new consoles launch. We talked a little bit about uh, Watch Dogs Legion last week. You brought that up. But Rainbow Six Quarantine and now Gods and Monsters, which was my number three most anticipated game from E3 2018. Uh, or, I'm sorry, 2019. And was supposed to come out in February of 2020, even though we haven't heard a damn well, word about it. This also, was, so, this so was they, didn't, they didn't say that we're pushing the game back because we're tweaking it. They just said, ah, no, we're just delaying it. No reason. There will be no PS4 or Xbox One version, which is supposed to come out this February. Yeah. But my guess is because the other um, but PlayStation Xbox both announced their new consoles. They were like, we'll just wait. We'll put it out on a new console, which is fine. It's fine. I just was like, Gods and Monsters was so appealing to me. And the less and less or more and more time passed and the less and less you hear about it it's like shit yeah something's up so was, at least they got out ahead of it it's only it's only early november i was like ahead of it <laughs> it's only early november so it's not like they delayed it in january when everybody was hype as fuck it's like all right so we wait what seven eight months maybe for it i can wait seven or eight more months for gods and monsters i don't give a shit it's not like it was going to be my yeah, game of the year you, yeah you have plenty of games to hold you over my friend Guerrilla Games is hiring what looks to be positions for a currently unannounced sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. I wanted to love that game so much. A lot of people did. Really good seller. PlayStation 4 exclusive. I wanted to love it. I just couldn't. Um, It's nice because Guerrilla's head, Herman Holst, is also now the new head of Sony Worldwide Studios, which is effective immediately. That's cool. Um, Zero Dawn was probably always going to get a sequel. It had an expansion, I think, Into the Wild. It was called, or the Wildlands, or something like that. It was uh, really, it was all ice, so it was like really banging to me. I thought that was a really cool aesthetic, but because I didn't love the main game, I didn't play the DLC. It just didn't make sense for me, and I've since gotten rid of the game. So I'm definitely, definitely passing on the sequel just for the sheer fact the first one didn't grab me. But a lot of people are hyped on this. I'm hyped for them, um, and also outside of the Hulse news, Shu. Shuhei Yoshida, which is like basically the international head of PlayStation, he's headed step back. He's going to the indies and he's overseeing the independent games department, making sure they have the resources they need to bring awesome indie games to PlayStation and their platform. So, like, he's still majorly involved, but not with the AAA releases anymore, more just the indies. So, it's like cool, but I love Shu. Shu's like one of the, my favorite people in the PlayStation brand, and I think we're going to see a lot less of him now. So that's where I think it's like shit. So you think it's more of a bad thing than a good thing? Uh, I think the indies are going to. I think the indies are going to like flourish from this news, and PlayStation kind of needs its indies. Um, 
Xbox has ID at Xbox, and they really support indies. And the Switch has is the indie machine. Everybody loves playing indies yeah. on Switch. So I think PlayStation needed a little bit of a jolt in their indies. Yeah. So it's nice to see that they're at least going to get Shuhei Yoshida, which is arguably, with Sean Layden leaving, he's the biggest name in PlayStation. So it's like if Reggie fils came back and said, I'm just going to work on the indies with Nintendo, the Nindies. It's like, holy Yeah, fuck. everyone would love that. That's exactly what yeah. it equates to for okay. PlayStation. So it, it could be worse. It could be worse. Uh, all right, let's switch over to the movie section. We have the review for the Lady and the Tramp Disney Plus exclusive. Um, this is the live action. This is movie. the live action Lady and the Tramp spaghetti scene and all. Uh, I think Disney's Lady and the Tramp. Sorry, Disney Plus's Lady and the Tramp makes a few key changes to the original plot and characters, but overall doesn't do too much different to explain why one should choose to watch this version over the original animated classic. That said, the remake's pooches are adorable, the story is sweet, and the CG animation for the live-action dogs and bodies look well enough to not challenge the reality. If you can compartmentalize the the film's well-intentioned but problematic modernized elements and just focus on the cute dogs, then you'll be able to likely find this remake of Lady and the Tramp a lightweight and engaging distraction to watch at home. 7-5? 6-8. Okay. I think you're going to see a theme of that score. Of today, of no okay, six eights. Gotcha, gotcha. You see a lot of six eights today. Uh, could Wait, the could the Batman land some big fish? I'll start with one of them, Brandon Lang. Could they land Brandon Lang? Who the hell is Brandon Lang? Matthew McConaughey, dog two for the money. Oh, that's right. I was, I was like, I'm thinking, I'm staring at him. I was like, why does it look so familiar? I can't think of it. Matthew McConaughey, and not only Matthew McConaughey could be in talks to to come onto the cast of the Batman. Andy Serkis and Colin Farrell are p- reportedly also in talks to join the cast for Alfred and the Penguin, respectively. I mean, I like that he's going for Matt Reeves is going for these heavy hitters. Obviously, that what's talked about is McConaughey is looking for the two face role, which. Mm-hmm. I think he could pull off a great Harvey Dent and then whatever they do makeup wise, you know, depending, I think he could be a good two face. Andy Circus for Alfred is weird. I mean, I would have liked Andy Circus to I, be a little bit more. I even went through some pictures of him just to try to get the visual of Alfred. And I still think I would rather have him as Penguin. But then the half Feral. And then the have but Feral as Penguin is weird to me. But Colin Farrell, an Irish talking, Penguin, you know, you know, a, a good looking guy is. Oswald Cobblepot, and it's just like, huh? I I'm trying to think, what the hell would they do with him? I I, I don't know. Like, I I want to have faith in Reeves here. You know, like his his casting, it, it feels like almost every casting choice he's made, people have been like, huh? You know, like so. I, I don't. I, I'm I'm nervous. I want to have trust. It's just this movie could be Robert Pattinson beating up Matthew McConaughey, Colin Farrell. Dude, it, and uh, I mean, who we, else is uh, the Riddler? Who was cast the Riddler? I, I like Paul Dano. Yeah, Paul Dano. Was, I was going to say <laughs> the kid from what the fuck's that movie? Girl, Girl Next, Next Door. Door. That's the only movie I know him. Love from. and Mercy, man. It's right there. He plays awesome. He plays young Brian Wilson. He's so. I mean, good I in that feel movie. like this movie it could just be so freaking awesome, or just uh oh. But I will say I this. I totally think it's going to be one or the other. I caught the first. Um, Just because you have a star-studded cast doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. Yeah, true. I, I caught the first 10 minutes of uh, Justice League on TV. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm like, man, if they, they knew the CGI was so bad, why do you start with Superman in like the that? Fil- in the and, fucking and, and, and then it was the so next jarring. scene, you go to Batman and Gotham. Beating the shit out which of Which is probably... Night. The best scene. The best 10 minutes of the film. Yep, not even close. Seeing him in the gargoyle, him into his fight scenes, and 
him drawing out the fear from the guy to drag the power demon to him. That was after that scene. I was like, end. Great film. <laughs> <laughs> credits. <laughs> I'm going to use my DVR that I don't have and fast forward to the credits. Uh, you I I did want to. I I waited on purpose to like get past this part before we go into the next movie story. I want to cut you off mm-hmm. at the pass, and I didn't want to like hog the gaming space, That's but funny. I wanted to tell you a little tale about my collection that I'm building. Okay. As okay. you know, I got a great deal yeah. and I got five Pokemon games for X amount of dollars yes. and it's been a, it's been a fun since then. Um, you got the collection. I've bug. since I've since well I've I've always had it. I just never had the, the means to yeah. it. Um and I'm I I've just been building on that collection. Yeah. So not only did I send you a photo of Pokemon Black complete in box for twenty bucks, which is I think like seven or eleven dollars lower than it goes on price charting. Um, I also was able to pick up. That's why he grabbed the school bag a, and brought it closer. A Game Boy oh, Advance SP. If you remember this, that you've had one of these, and uh, I don't know, maybe uh, it's so tiny. You look like a green game in there. Pokemon Leaf Green. Leaf Green. Man, generation how, Generation One remake. It's kind that. of like a perfect size. It's a perfect size, dude. It's so fucking good. Sorry, I'm battling. <laughs> He's coming into the wild. <laughs> I was yeah. hoping it was going to be a Weedle, but it was a Rattata. And dude, it's Gen 1 Remake. It's, uh, in my opinion, the best way to play Generation 1. I put out on Twitter earlier today, as a matter of fact, a little Twitter poll of, hey, who do you, what do you think the best way to play a Generation 1 Pokemon game was? And so far, um, out of Red and Blue is one choice. Yellow is another. Fire Red, Leaf Green, and then Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. All four do have votes, which is awesome. Come on, Fire. Fire Red and Leaf Green, 43% of my Twitter poll uh, says that. So the game you're playing right now, well, you're playing Leaf Green. Leaf Green, the only Gen 3 game I've never owned. But I picked, so I picked up this Game Boy Advance SP. I picked up Leaf Green with it. I also, in the lot. And I beat that right at time, by the way. Did you just catch it? No, I just beat it. Good, because I already have one. In the lot, I also picked up Miss Pac-Man. Old this school. one's cool. I've never seen this game before, so I'm hyped to play this. Mario Land Pinball. I love pinball games. So, like, I'm so psyched for that one. Uh, and then lastly, this one's a fucking baller. Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, the RPG. So, Damn, look at you. All so, this, see, 50 bucks. See, now I thought you were just doing Pokemon. Now you're just kind of... Well, this came in the lot. Okay. So, yeah, I, so you, I, just, I just, you just I accepted just, it. Okay. This is what I wanted. The SP and Leaf Green. Alone, this is... SPs go for about 65, 60, 65. Leaf Green goes for about 30, 35. And Damn. I got all of this for 50. So... You did, you did good. I did very good on you this lot. Good. I'm very excited. Oh, by the way, did I forget to mention that I also in this lot, for an additional, I think, 30 bucks I gave him, he just shipped me yellow... And gold. Oh wow! So I have yellow. I, so now, oh, so now I have ho ho on the gold. Ho ho, yeah. yeah. And and also a Game Boy Advanced copy of one of the episodes from the anime in oh, Game Boy awesome. Advanced form. So I have all of that. So now I have one game from every generation. So I'm very very happy about that. So I'm like three quarters of the way to my collection. In, in here, I thought he was going to go slow, and he's just like, "Yeah, I bought this. It was a great deal. I had to get it." Well, it's our marketplace. Yeah. If it's yeah. our marketplace, somebody else is going to buy it, so I have to. I just got my quarter bonus, so. You know, yes. I have the funds now. He had money to now, buy. with this Game Boy Advance SP and my 3DS, I have a way to play every Pokemon game. From original Game Boy, because this plays to, original to Game Boy, one. to the brand new one on 3DS. So now I can go play any one that I want at any time. And then once you time. have the Switch, you, have, you legit will have every one? 
And then that's it when Gen 8 comes out. And I have the double pack already paid. So uh, I will... I'm very happy right now. As you should be. As very happy. It's always good when you're, you know, you're a collector. You've been looking out for things for a while, and you find what you've been looking for. It just I am looking for for a good, solid-looking red and blue cart. So if you have red and blue and you're looking to sell it, please hit me up. I don't want a faded label. I'm looking for an actual. I'm good pretty sure Dom has cart. like sealed ones, but they're. Probably I don't want. Worth yeah, the I don't fortune. want. I don't want yeah. sealed. I don't. Need, I want complete in box. So if you have the boxes, that's great. I don't even care if the box is in shit condition. I just want the cart to look good. Yeah. Because I plan on doing something when i get all the carts uh, but there's that so i got black now so i have a gen 5 game so i got a game from every gen so no matter what if you wanted to dive into a pokemon game i got you he's yo. got the library baby. i got you yo all right let's get back to, to movies i was just wanted to surprise sam with that because uh, I get nerded out about that shit. Oh, dude, it's yeah. awesome. Uh, and you got to play it for a minute, and that yeah. probably brought you back to 2001. And I still have to beat the remake of what the Ultra Ultra Sun and Moon. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm like I'm probably like 40. percent I am on the fourth island now. On that, um, I gave up just because I have Soul Silver, and I'm just playing the shit yeah. out of Soul Silver. It is yeah. so fucking Silver, good. Lugia. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. It was, that was my favorite Gen 2 game, and now Soul Silver and, and Gen 4, the remake, is just so perfect. All right. Anyway, back to the movie. Sorry for that little disruption. Disruption. Yeah. By the champion. <laughs> disruption by the Le champion. Uh, we'll get back to the movie section here. Jason Momoa has apparently seen the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, to your point earlier about you watching Justice League. And apparently it's real, and he said that, yep, it's real good. Yeah, he was getting interviewed. Uh, I forget who Is did this the a troll, though? I, I don't think so. The Is way- this mythical? I feel like everybody's just saying this, and it doesn't exist. I just like the one question. He's like, well, didn't he need more money or something like that? He's like, what said exactly in paying it or something like to get it finished? He's like, he straight up said, I saw it. He said, it's freaking amazing. He's, he said, it's, it's a totally, I think his exact words were, totally different film. Mm-hmm. And this just, this just threw more gasoline on the fire. Getting people because so, that's all I've seen. Like you know, Batman groups, people want to give us the Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut. People raised so much thousands of dollars for it. They put a billboard out during they paid a billboard. Snyder seen it, you know. So it's like he knows it's out there. I think. I think eventually we are going to get it. If we're going to get in what format? It's going to be re released in theaters. If, no, no, we'll, we'll get the like Superman two. We got the Donner Cut like thirty years later. Mm-hmm. I I don't think Zach. I don't think Zach Snyder's going to make us wait that long. I think maybe let us wait maybe another three to five years. So whatever asshole that said no to it originally when he leaves Warner Brothers, that could be. I, the... I just like the best would be it comes out and everyone loves it and it just gets rave reviews and it's just like and then WB's like. If God they, damn it, why didn't we believe in if him? If they added that 10-minute Joker scene to Suicide Squad, it would be a better movie. So, like, you know, the thing is, then you got to eat the egg on your face. And I don't think a lot of people want to do that. Shit, the egg bit on their face. The egg, well, what, that's very, they should have been after the Joker. That's, okay, so watch the fire. There's a big penalty. So, <laughs> Frank, like, Frank penalty, jumped on his penalty back. Penalty shot now, by the way. I almost want to pause. Yeah. I almost want to pause. But we're going to keep it rolling. We have to keep it rolling, my friend. So if we're distracted as a penalty shot, or flyer fans, what do you want us to do? We're Th- weak. That's right. I mean, listen, <laughs> we record this as if it was live. So, like, you're with us. But, we like you to be in the room and watch the Kevin Hayes, I think. Uh, who's gonna get this shot? Oh God, Dworsky. <laughs> Dworsky. You're not wrong. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Dustin Dworsky. Oh, I'll take it. Uh, you don't see penalty shots that often, so I'm, I'm a little excited. First career penalty shot. Got Dustin Carson Dworsky. He's coming up on the goalie. He winds. Nope. Stopped. Carrie Price said, yes. "No, sir." 
But again, I'm all for the Snyder Cut. Day one buy for me if it ever comes out. Well, what do you think about Henry Cavill's little jab back to Ryan Reynolds over the mustache thing? Oh, so I hope you guys are following Ryan Reynolds on, on Instagram. He, he's freaking hilarious. His name is Van, Van, Van City Reynolds or Venacity something. Venacity or Vanessa. Venacity, something like that. Vanacity, something. So he's promoting his gin and he has like a fake mustache on. He goes, takes a sip of the gin and it comes off like in, in, in the cup. But then you see like this like bad CGI and his mustache kind of growing on his on his upper lip, which is a jab at Henry Cable for obviously Superman. And then Henry kind of comments. Yeah, I don't have the exact quote, but it's fuck. What did he say? It was like haha or something like that. Like I can't forget that or something like that. And well, he's like, I have the quote. Pour me a double. <laughs> is that what he said? I think the ending was pour me a double. <laughs> it was just Henry having some fun with. It. Just just reminds me, like man, he he probably is my favorite Superman. Can't uh can't CGI the pain away. Make mine a double. <laughs> that's the perfect response. Like that that's freaking awesome. It's great that you know they can kind of poke fun at each other and just have some fun. Where are we at now? Okay, we're going from a uh, DC to Marvel and Spider Man into the Spider Verse Two has officially been set for April eighth, two thousand twenty two. I'm, I'm three I'm, years away. I'm okay with it. Every That's su- just a long time. Every, I feel like for an animated it, sequel. But even for like well animated, I know it takes a lot of time. But even when Nolan's movies, they were still three, four years apart. Like we didn't get them every other year. Like you know, we had some space between. Well, them. The only reason I think this is a 2022 is because we're gonna get two more Spider-Man films and a Venom film in between to kind of hold us over. And yeah. if Spider-Man's going to be the main in the they new want- Avengers. As they built that, True. and they so didn't like, want to maybe overload Spider Man. Well, this is well. Now I, I don't know if it's necessarily overload Spider Man. I think it's overloading Sony. <clears throat> Sony True. is True. Sony is partnering with Marvel to make the last the Spider Man. They need, they need film. to make some money back first. This is, when they're this is all these Sony's of Venom out. franchise. So like, I think it's on Sony not having the people to do it because they're probably dedicated to the Venom films. The now Spider Man three is yeah. partnering back up with Marvel. So like, that's probably the reason. Although. We did get the first one right in, in the middle of Homecoming and Far From Home. So, yeah. like, it's, like, weird to me. They probably could do it. Who knows if they have the resources still. But my guess is because of the other Spider-Man projects in the works, they've just put this off so it doesn't get lost in the sauce, yeah. basically. Uh, Ant-Man 3, you know, the best Avenger, uh, is reportedly set to film in January 2021 with Peyton Reed back on the project as director. That's good news. Yeah, because, you know, this film, I, I think it was even like um, Paul Rudd even said that he wasn't sure that they were going to make a third one. He right. didn't know if that was going to be on the top of, well, they, of they Disney's are, list. They are the two lowest grossing for, uh, Marvel films yeah. in their phases. Yeah. So I think phase th- two and phase three, they are the, the two I mean, it's kind of good now that they can kind of like close out what they were telling because they, the, they didn't get a chance to really finish out what they wanted in two. I think besides Fat Thor, Ant-Man probably – came very close to stealing the show of Endgame. He was really, really good in Endgame. I mean, ah... Uh, he was a central fucking character to the plot. It was his van that came... That, oh, no, that I agree. brought back... Well, the, brought the, back. the rat really saved everybody. Oh, the, the rat was the MVP of that movie, stupid but fucking I, rat. I, I, I just... That, my, I probably that my rat. favorite part for Ant-Man was probably in Civil War. That was like... When he gets big. Captain America! Like, oh, I don't yeah. know, just you're shaking yeah. his hand. I don't know, those stupid moments like that, like, he just won me over. Yeah, but I mean, Paul, hey, I'll, I'll be there to say it. Paul Rudd's new Netflix show is really good, too, by the way. It, I, I heard a number of good things. Also, yeah. Paul Rudd's great on Hot Ones. That was, what, a week or two ago? Yeah. It was fantastic. I forgot about that. Good call. Uh, we are... We don't talk a lot about 
the Golden or not the Golden Globes, the Academy Awards or the Emmys or anything like that. Um, we try to talk about the Razzies every yeah, year. Yeah. Sometimes we miss them. I think out of our three years doing this show, we've talked about them twice. So I think that's a good it's a good spot to be in. But we do want to sh- throw a shout out. Robert Downey Jr. is apparently going to be uh, nominated for Best Supporting Actor for his role in Endgame, partly because of what his fate is in that film. Yeah. So I think to throw just one last, hey, you're an iconic character in this iconic franchise. Here's one potential send-off. Who knows if it's going to win? I mean, you have the, the the cast of The Irishman. You have the cast of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You have, listen, you got Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised There's, if that is yeah. up for Best Supporting Actor. But and, no, in and, all seriousness. And if he wins, this, it would be a nice kind of just like a final bow for Downey. They could pay for that award if they wanted to. I mean, Fuck even, Game of even, Thrones did it. I mean, even though he's going to be appearing in Black Widow. But... I, I, well, that's a that's a. And I know he. I think so. he said something in an interview like he didn't want to be kind of nominated, but I guess Disney just felt, hey, you you carried us for the last ten years. You you made, you know, Marvel what it is, like movie wise what it is today, and I, I think he he deserves it. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate does not apparently deserve it. This film could yeah. lose upwards of a hundred million dollars as it continues to bomb, even though it reviewed pretty decently. Yeah, I, I heard actually pretty decent. Like I heard, I was heard, like heard a lot of seven and eights between everyone. They said mm-hmm. it was good film. I guess maybe something was kind of rehashed a little bit. People find it kind of felt is like is this the movie the you thing. were referring to earlier that you saw? No, I know, no, 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 no. I still do want to see this film. I, I just literally, but like I said, this week I had had barely had time to do yeah. shit. Um, something I found time for this week was the Bad Boys for Life trailer. Now you said you didn't want to watch yeah. it because they already have your money. Yeah, I, I just kind of. I, I will say this. Then you're good. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't worry about it. Like, a guy works all again. He was like, like he was. I, I, it's a bad boys trailer. Yeah, and that's why it's like they, they had me. I they know. they added a plot element to this trailer that I didn't know was an, uh, something that was going to happen, and it it made me a little less hype. So stay away okay, from good. it. Okay, stay good, away good. from it. You're. I think you're better off. I am a hundred percent in on this movie still. It didn't do anything to sway my urge to see it. It's fucking bad boys. It's yeah. an iconic movie franchise yeah. to me. I love bad boys, but. There was a plot element that I'm like, God damn it. Like, again, you're going to fucking do this to me. But what it didn't show yet was like the actual true villain of the film yet. So we really don't know like who the big bad is, which I do appreciate. Keep that under wraps. Um, I'm thinking Johnny Tappy is coming back from the dead. He is Le Champion. <laughs> he loves Champion. a little bit of the bubbly. Uh, so, yeah, there's that Bad Boys for Life trailer. If you want to watch it, find it on YouTube, Facebook, whatever. Um, it's It's good. But to me, I'm just like a smidgy smidge less hype, a fuzz less Just hype. watch the first one. You'll be good. I think if you do watch the first one, it's good. If you like action in your trailers, I would definitely check this out. And it is Red Band, so it's got a little cuss word in there and everything. Uh, James Dean is, re- is returning to the big screen in Finding Jack. You may ask yourself. How is that possible? He was killed at 24 years old in a car crash a long time ago. Well, they're doing it like they did with Grandma Tarth. Grandma Tarth? I think that's the Star Wars character where they brought him back in total CG. Yeah. Uh, that's what they're going to do with James Dean. I mean, I, th- I think you just get an actor that's alive. I mean, that kind of looks you know, like him. If you Chris see, Evans. If you want to see James Dean, go see Rebel Without a Cause, Giant, East of Eden. That, that's that's what, what got him big. The guy's been dead for like 50 plus years, 60, whatever. Pick somebody else. <laughs> Let this one go. 
<laughs> Listen, like, you I gotta, can't, you I, gotta I, cash in. Even when I read, it, I almost couldn't even believe that this was like this that this was happening. Let the guy stay dead. I will tell you, this story took me by complete and total surprise. And, and like I was like, I have to say, like we have to talk about this. Like, uh-huh. how the hell, like, can this even be that? But then I saw someone comment. They're like, "Yo, huh. can you imagine what this could do to him if the CG sucks?" Oh, I mean, what it will do he, to his legacy? He ain't going to give a shit with, with his legacy, though. Like James yeah. Dean is still revered as oh my God, James man. Dean. Of like, course, you know, he's, he's still, still. As, as the iconic actor. But that it's like was way too young. It's like, but I think someone tweeted like, "Where was the controversy with like uh, Carrie Fisher? Like all this right. stuff?" It's like, well, they kind of talked to their, you know, the, the the house or the estate. Carrie Fisher's not dead. She's Supermaning it as we speak. Yeah, to I mean, some shit. Yeah, I was talking to MRC Tech earlier about it, but. <laughs> I, I just can't get over that scene. It's, uh, it's, it's apparently, she was originally supposed to be the last Jedi, yeah, yeah. Um, and she only has eight minutes of screen time in the new. Yeah, film. I told Sean that, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't know that." I was like, "Well, it's not really a spoiler. You knew she you was have in a the Star film. Wars podcast." Sean, get the fuck on it. No, well, he's like, I avoided he Twitter. I he's like, he's like, I avoided Twitter for two months, and Instagram blown ruined. I was like, I was like, but you knew she had a small role. He's like, Yeah, I'm just teasing. He's like, I just didn't know the yeah. exact time. He's like, I knew it wasn't long, but. Now I know it's eight minutes. Thanks. That doesn't. Yeah, the, to me though, that doesn't do anything but except give me a great joy. I, I just don't. I, I don't that, want the old character. And that's, that's kind of what I told him. And I was like, dude, I was like, once she Superman it, like her character died for me. Yeah, like, that was it. it. Like I didn't give a shit if she's like he made a point. Like, if she sacrificed herself to save everyone, everyone mm-hmm. escape. I said that would have been a Excellent. way better send off than what the frig they did there. Yeah, and like I said, there's nothing to do with Carrie Fisher. The, the oh person. no, of course not. It has everything to do with Carrie Fisher, as in Princess Leia. Yeah, that, that character was been done for me. I don't want these the, these movies to be about the old characters. I yeah. want the Ray start something fresh. Hopefully, you rebuild Finn. Hopefully Rose is okay. Um, she was in the last trailer, so everybody knows she's back in the film in a, in a bigger way. So I yeah. hope that they can rehabilitate those characters. But I don't need nostalgia to win me over yeah. in Star Wars. I just don't yeah. need it. I'm ready for the new the new characters, even though this is the end of the Skywalker saga. So anyway, uh, there is a new Scream film, reportedly, in the works, according to Bloody Disgusting. Another thing I just don't think we need, but it was kind of inevitable. No, of, Horror oh, franchises out, always out of like a lot of all these remakes that come out, like Scream's like okay, that one kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, but it's a new Scream film, not a remake. Like it's going to be Scream Five as opposed to Scream. Oh, as a and they, they might just go rename it Scream, Scream and yeah. just leave it at Scream. And you know, but the, here's what I hope: I don't know. change the mask. Don't yeah, change the keep, mask. Keep it simple. The mask. Yeah. I don't care if you change the voice. I don't care if you change the the caricature or the size or whatever. Don't change the mask. The mask is iconic, and that's what makes Scream Scream. Yeah, I think it's literally one, called the Scream mask. Yeah, because I was Scream Halloween one or two times before. It was just so simple. Grab that freaking mask, walk around, get some. Candy. I will never forget the first time I saw that movie. Do you remember Frankie, our friend, the girl, Frankie Richie? Yeah, very little. Machi and I's yeah, friend. Yeah. I was over at her house for a Halloween party. And remember, young Greg? Yeah. Not a horror. Yeah. yeah. Guy. Not a horror guy. Older Greg, barely a horror yeah. guy. Kind of forced Hanging into it. by a thread. And not loving it. Uh, <laughs> watched it in her house. We had, there was like 20 people there. And I was a scaredy cat. So I was in the back of the room. Like I'm talking by that power box yeah. over there. Far away from that TV as possible. Barely getting eyes on it. And someone came down. It was like her mom or somebody came down. I was like, why don't you go up front? There's an open seat. I was like, no. And they're like, no, you should go up front. And I sat there like this. Oh my, my eyes God. closed, just like not wanting to look. I would just look. be like, my eyes hurt when I get too close to the TV. That's why I stand in the back. Here's the shitty part. 
I had to open my eyes for some reason. Get food. Somebody said something to me it when was I when opened they, them. They got it. Was it. When they... I knew it. I knew that I had a. It's always that part that you see. It's dark, dark. Blam! Lights come on. And stomach falls out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to go Peter Griffin there. Bam! Something. Not writing to kiss her. He said something like I forget what he does. But anyway, yeah, funny stuff. Uh, let's move into the box office as we know that Joker continues to kill it. I believe now it's over 940 million worldwide. So it's they there is a chance that it could hit a billion, but we'll see. Is this like a got to be the most profitable movie of 2019? I, I think because under Box Office Mojo, the new fashioned website, I think that I can do um, what's face. Uh, let me see here. Nope, I'm gonna. That sucks that they changed it now. It's all different. I hate this. I hate the new damn site. It sucks so bad. Here it is. Okay, I got it. Weekend, November 1 through 3. Here we go. Uh, top 10, which is... Uh, no, I guess. Uh, number 10 is new to the list at 2.9 million is Arctic Dogs. That's a good one. Number 9, new to the list at 3.5 million is Motherless Brooklyn. Number 8, uh, falling from number 6 is Black and Blue at $4.1 million. Number seven, falling from number five, is Countdown at $5.7 million. Number six, falling from number four at $7.4 million, is Zombieland Double Tap. Number five, falling from number three, staying high on the list. I wasn't expecting it to stay in the top five for so long. At $8.2 million is The Addams Family. Number four, new to the list, reviewing well at $11.6 million is Harriet. Number three, falling from number one, at $13 million is Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Staying at number two at 13.5 domestic is Joker. Shoo. And taking the number one spot new to the list, bombing miserably at $29 million domestic was Terminator Dark Damn, Fate. Damn, that's a, such a shame. Is it, though? $29 million we, for a new Terminator? We yeah. Did, we didn't need a new Terminator. That's why. I, I'm just shocked that you, know, you brought back Linda Hamilton. He didn't even hit 30. Shame. Shame. <laughs> Like, I'm sad. Like, I'm a little sad for Coming out this week uh, is Dr. Sleep, Jojo Rabbit, which I heard was actually really, really good. Midway, Last Christmas with uh, Amelia Clark, decent. Playing with Fire, Honey Boy, Primal, Claws, and Love is Blind. Okay. Wow, next week we get the Charlie's Angels reboot. That's going to be so fun. Actually, I thought it looked half decent. Look like a good junk food movie. Oh. Did you? Watch it on late cable night. <laughs> Sorry, man. I like the ladies. Uh, who is it? Kristen? Kristen Stewart. Uh, who else? Um, Pink Ranger. Oh, yeah. What's her face? Yeah, uh, so, Naomi Scott. Yeah. And then Elizabeth, think, Elizabeth Banks. Like, I, I thought it looked decent. Yeah. And I think that the third angel is kind of like unknown a little bit. Um, yeah, Haley Steinfeld's in it. There it is. Yeah. The other ones, Ella Belinska is, I think, the third angel. I think the other one's Bosley. Not Bosley. you. Not you. You can be, be Bosley. Bosley. <laughs> <laughs> moving, into, moving into television, Sam, give us your thoughts about Atonement, uh, Season 2, Episode 9 of Titans. Hey, it was basically the exact opposite of 8. I loved 8, thought it was the best of the season. This is the worst of the season. Um, just some things happen here where I just am kind of baffled that happened. A couple of... Hank does something that I just thought was the dumbest move he ever did. Um, I didn't agree with Dick's moves. Um, I know me and Bob Snyder talked on uh, Facebook a little bit. And the one thing he didn't like was the only thing I liked about this episode. So if you guys pick up something that might have happened, like a little 
something that showed. If you do, hit me in the DMs. Let me know if you saw it. But I don't want to say because it could be a spoiler. But I'm really hoping episode 10 kind of picks up because 8 was so strong. 9 was just so was weak. It, uh, 13? Totally. Yeah, they're 13 this season. So, you know, st- we still got no Nightwing, still none of that. So I'm just waiting for the, the other shoe to drop. And I want this to kind of pick up and just you know, deliver Wing. where, like, you just building to this. And just 9 was a clunker. And I really hope 10 they pick it back up. You know, Nightwing's going to be like the ending credit. No, I just, what they said, I'm, I would just like, as long as he's in it more than like five minutes, don't give me a last like five minute of the episode. That, don't don't give me a Smallville. Don't give me that. Just let me enjoy it a Tom little Tom Welling opening the chest, opening his shirt like, to give see me, the S on his like, chest. Give me something because we haven't got a season three yet, so I don't know that I'm going to get more Nightwing or not. Well, here's the review that IGN put out for Atonement, which was, again, Season 2, Episode 9 of Titans. Atonement marks an unfortunate but not unexpected dip in quality after two very strong episodes. The series is really suffering from its overly large cast and lack of consistent focus. The bones of this episode are strong, with Dick confronting his lingering guilt over Jericho and Gar and Connor offsetting that grim story with their uh, amusing bromance. But the rest of this episode is a haphazard mix of drop plot threads and seemingly pointless tangents. If and when the Titans blank, I won't say that because it might be a spoiler, it couldn't hurt to cut a few members. 6-2. Six, 6-8, six, remember, right. the theme. I, I just I thought maybe two, out there was three, but okay. Uh, so that is Sam's little uh, impressions of Titans. Yeah, next epi- episode nine. episode drops tomorrow. It's called Fallen. Episode so. technically drops today for our listeners. Oh, it is Friday. Um, what is it called? Fallen. Fallen. Yeah, they just hey, released finally, it. Hey, finally, it's not named after a goddamn character. That's good. Or is there a DC character named Fallen that you don't know about? There's a shoe company named Fallen that everyone forgot about because they closed and then reopened. So maybe people were asking for it. Chris Cole, shout outs. Uh, we got Disney Plus, or at least I did. And I think you'll you'll be in there pretty I'm soon. I'm thinking I got to do it this week because it comes I mean, out Tuesday. It comes out Tuesday. If so, so facto, you're running out of you, fucking You know dime. me. I, I go down to the last minute. Watch, uh, I'm going to be a schmuck and buy it by month. <laughs> I hope. I was about to say, are you going to get it by the year? That's what we chose uh, to do. I'm just, uh, I'm hurting for a squirting. It's kind of like, I swear. Saying end- you get two months for free if you do it for the year. You get, I know. You get, uh, what? Almost a full year no, free no, if you is. do the it's three a, year plan. It's like 150 or something. For the three year plan. Which I wanted, I might just do. That's like just, almost a free year. And just throw it on the credit card. Just kind of forget about it. That's kind of where we're at with this. I didn't. I threw it on the Deb. So I only did the year. I did the $70 a year I mean, thing. And even that's still a great mark. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to need it a minimum three years. You know what I? You know why I did the seventy as opposed to the one fifty? Because Christmas is fucking next week. Nope. Totally forgot about the one fifty thing. Oh, he said completely just, forgot. He said it was a stupid mistake. Would have absolutely done it had I remembered it was in existence. Yeah. But I just got tempted and I just said, "Let's go here." And I believe the day it's released, it's going to be on PS4. So it's, and Xbox One. Oh, oh they, I, I didn't know mm. if it was going to be PS4, Xbox, okay, Xbox cool. One, certain Sony yeah, smart I, TVs, I, Android-based okay, smart Sony. TVs, Roku, Google Chromecast, yeah, um, uh, Fire Sticks. Because I still watch Titans on my computer. I mean, I got a 27-inch monitor, so uh-huh. at least, at least Xbox One has DC Universe. So, so uh, you you got that. I'm still waiting have, for PlayStation. I, I need the DC together. Universe though. I don't have that app. <laughs> so we have the wrong problem. I, totally, I remember yeah. I got rid of it. I'm about to get rid of Xbox Game Pass too. As soon as I finish Gears Five, I'm probably going to ditch it. Nice. Well, hey, listen, that's ten bucks a month that can go directly towards Disney. Paid. See you. Bye. Even though I just paid. Disney no, I was just saying that just goes to Netflix. That's exactly what that goes. That goes yeah. to Spotify. Yeah, that, that'll cancel Cover itself it fully, out. Yeah. yeah, that'll cancel itself out. Um, also, 
a quick movies story about Disney Plus. Avengers Endgame is actually going to be available to stream at launch, which was not originally the plan. It was supposed to be a month out. They're now going to do it at launch, which is really cool. Just entices people. Hey, come on, get it. I mean, I already got on Blu-ray, so But I'm this good. is where Endgame can stream, you know, exclusively. Because it's not – I don't think it's going to be on HBO no, and all that stuff. I don't think it is either. So, like, if you want to watch it, you got to pay your money, which is fine. Pay your $70 to $150. Don't do the monthly option unless hey, you're Sam and you are, movie, quote, hurting for squirting. <laughs> you mean – <laughs> Loki will tie into the Multiverse of Madness, which is the Doctor Strange sequel. We know we know that WandaVision is going to tie into Multiverse of Madness. I imagine because you know there's multiverses, yeah. and Loki was fucking with Loki, multiverses in Endgame uh, with the Tesseract and going back in 2012. And da 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 da. We both assume that the TV show is going to pick up where Loki teleports to from Endgame, so it'll actually tie to Endgame as well. But we'll we'll see where Loki goes. Um, through the multiverse of madness, so you almost kind of have to do your little homework there. Yeah, and how smart of Kevin Foggy a week before Disney Plus launches? Oh yeah, and by the way, you're gonna have to, everything is connected. So if you want to stay up to the movies, you're gonna have to watch TV shows. So it's just like, well played. There Kevin. will be people out well there that played. go fuck that. There yeah, will be people out but there, but not me. But you will be stupid not to get Disney Plus at this point. I mean, it is such a good value. I mean, even if like the see, I would probably just get it just on the Mandalorian alone. Like I'm that, so that, that show really looks. Do, really I, looks I tried great. to Google this and I didn't do a good enough job apparently because I didn't find the answer. Do you know if they're dropping all at once or is it week by week? I believe I heard it was week by week. It's fine. And I, we don't have it in the notes here, but I know they just started production on the Winter Soldier. Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier. Yes, yeah, Anthony Mackie. Yeah. I, I hope it's week by week because I hate binge things. I hate binging things. Yeah, I like looking just, forward to honestly, it. Honestly, now, especially with all the CW shows. Well, with it's Tuesday so nights tough. no longer being occupied by SmackDown. My Tuesdays are free, so when I get home from the man from work, I can watch the newest episode of Mandalorian because that'll launch on every Tuesday, which is exciting. Yeah. But also, the Flyers generally play Tuesdays, so if so facto, I'll have to but watch it, it in it, my bed. Well, again, you'll have iPad. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, this so is, you don't have to watch it like Friday, Saturday. No, nah, I will because you know this is what I do. Adult life. I, yeah, I this is an iPad watch for me because I want you know why? Because a I can have the iPad really close to me, so it'll be like at a big screen. I want the sound of headphones. I, I want that. You like this? I love the sound. You have a sound bar? I don't. See, I got that like a little subwoofer, and I feel like that just adds that extra punch that, that yeah. I think I you're missing. I also have a kid that's asleep by seven. So. I'll be waking up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, I like headphones, though, because it gives me a really good audio experience. Yeah. Like I said, Stranger Things 3 and was, was almost made because of how well the audio design was. Um in my ears. I just love this the audio sound design. So anyways, uh Emily Bet Rickards or Rikards. No, Rickards, you're right. Yeah, Rickards will return as Felicity Smoke in the Arrow series finale. Stephen Amell just came out and said it. That's what we're going to do. No, I appreciate I, no, that. And, and he does a lot of stuff like that. Like that's how he some breaking news because he's got he doesn't couple, want he doesn't, also doesn't want he doesn't want rumors either. Like I, I like yeah, that. That's true, and it, it's kind of good because so far this season she hasn't showed up once. Has she been in the last season or has oh, she yeah. been gone she, for a while? She's been a series regular. Um, she's actually you know was a big, a big part of the show and a great part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's good to see her back because now I mean Christ, you got Oliver in it, you got third. Their sons in it, their daughter. So it's good to see her coming back to see what the hell she's been up to, or how they're going to just kind of end Arrow. Because uh, Stephen Amell tweeted last night that he just finished his last night filming Arrow ever. Yeah, I saw that. So he did that. So hey, after what seven or eight runs or seasons, they had a great run. So I can't can't wait. Did they have a great run? I think so. 
Dude, they started all the, without Arrow. We're, you, we wouldn't it's have It's called Flash. the Arrowverse. I mean, so literally, it's, like it's called they, the Arrowverse. You know, didn't I, they have a couple of weak seasons in there? Like, multiple? Oh, but every, every show does. But I, mean, but I would they? say Smallville started. But do they? The great ones? I, Sopranos? Breaking I mean, Bad? I, I think I could, you know, you know pick a, pick an episode or, you know, or I, can, I think I can Deadwood. always pick out my least season, like my least favorite season. That doesn't mean it's bad, Not, not saying I hate it, but you always have a least favorite. That doesn't mean it's bad. But I'm just saying. Doesn't Arrow have like a pretty egregiously oh, bad season? Three and four. Yeah. You know. Uh, let's see. The Boys season two has reportedly wrapped filming and should drop mid 2020, which sucks. I mean, listen, it's only I'm per- seven that's months perfect away. For me. But like, goddamn, I just want more. I just want yep. more. I just want more of the boys. But just knowing that they basically doubled the budget, they they put their money where their mouth is. Just you know. I hope that it delivers, and it, it just because I would one, have to imagine it did. It will because I mean, for like, me, I didn't know one. shit. I I knew there was a comic, but I didn't know the comic story, and it just blew it just blew me away. How close to a perfect season of television was season one? No, it was I th- fucking I, amazing. honestly, I think that was a ten out of ten. Yeah, that was amazing. We have I, favorite I shows say, of the year. That probably will be my number one. I will. I'd say it was a nine point five because to me there was a different ten out of ten, and we'll find that out on January second when we do our top three of the year. But there was yeah. only one thing right now that I could say I liked more. Now, Mandalorian could give that a run yeah. for its money. Good. And the other things coming to Disney Plus. Like, you know, that uh, Bill Nye or Jeff Goldblum but, show or some but shit. But you figure there's only going to be, what, three or four episodes of Mandalorian? Will that be enough to be the best show of the year? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a good You point. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Good point. Reportedly, hey, listen. If this is true, big if true, as they say yeah. on Twitter, uh, the Mighty Ducks TV series – a reboot is potentially in the works at Disney Plus. If Emilio is not in it, out. I out. Remember or now. Remember or, now. Or remember now. Charlie. I would like the Joshua coach. Jackson back. Exactly. And as as the coach, coach Jackson. I, I call him Charlie. I still remember his his character's name was Charlie, right? Yes, Charlie Conway. I still you got can, it, baby. You can call me Coach. You can call me Coach Orion. Uh, Muddy Ducks three. Yeah. Uh when we did our top three movies we wish came back as TV shows. And this this popped up? This was my number one. So, so uh, what you wish for. This is the tea leaves being read by yours truly, Le Chavillon. Oh, the Chavillon comes <laughs> back again, baby. <laughs> I just love it. The Witcher could have up to seven seasons worth of content. And based on the trailer we got, the initial trailer, seems like it's a good thing. I'm just... Is Henry willing to stick around for seven years? I didn't like the trailer, bro. I gotta be honest. Yeah, with you. that was just another trailer to me. Yeah, it was not good. I don't get it. I, I don't saw. Get it. I saw the Twitter of all the ladies going nuts in the yeah. bathtub scene. Well, yeah, you, know, you see Harry. I went a little nuts on that scene. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, no, I, I just didn't get it. I don't like I, it. I, I don't understand. Okay. I'm gonna watch. It. I mean, I, 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 like it. I don't know the history. So to me, at the end, when you see his eyes go black, yeah, I mean, that got all the, the fans hyped. You right? know, like I don't know, but to me, you'll, you'll find out. It was cool. Then hearing Charlie emerge, you also be like the fight scene you see here. It's probably all one fight scene. I was like, shit, there better be more fight scene than one. I, dude, my god, it just felt like another show to me. And there's there wasn't a lot that stuck out. Now that doesn't mean I'm not going to watch it day one, at least oh, the I'm, first episode. Day I'm one. going to give this a fair shot. I'm gonna forget the trailer existed. I'm gonna give it its shake. But right now, my hype level was already only at like a five. It's probably down to two or three. Wow. Probably closer to two. 
Wow. Yeah, and this is a December thing, so this could be on your list potentially because it's all it's all at once. They drop the whole season on now Netflix, so potentially if, it has. If it we have slide if, into three, if we have enough time, yeah, it, it depends. Slide into three. We'll see. I just man, this to me, this trailer. Listen, you go figure it out for yourself. You watch the trailer. You determine. Hey, is this a show I'm going to try to to watch? Because again, this is not based on the games of The Witcher. It's based on the books. Yeah. Um. I like Geralt as a character. I I like Henry. I don't love Henry Cavill. I like him. But this to me just it seemed just there was nothing special about this trailer. I mean, I watched it three times just because I thought no. I was nuts. I was like, I can't not like this trailer. Like, but, I have but, to like it, right? And can, I just, you, I can't you know, get you're going it. in with knowledge, so I'm thinking maybe that affects something. Nah, no. I have almost zero knowledge. I've never read a book. Okay. A book in general. I've never read a book. I read The Grinch earlier. I, I, I couldn't, fit. Kidding, I couldn't finish it. This is great. Stark is secret. <laughs> I don't know how to he read. Cliff notes his way through college and high school. Uh, something I'm actually really psyched for. My hype level is on this at like a nine. Uh, a new Weeds, loved at least the first six seasons of the original Weeds on Showtime, is getting a sequel series coming to stars. This is going to take place 10 years after Weeds ends, and it's going to take place with the Botwin family. I love that. I hope they bring quick, back all the main characters, question. though. What would you rather have, a 10-year advance in Weeds or Dexter? I knew you were, I was literally lipping yep. Dexter when you said that because I figured you'd go there. Uh, 10 out of 10 times. Uh, a sequel series, right? Not a reboot? Like it picks up ten yeah. years later. If Dexter goes on a mounty killing spree up in Canada he or Alaska, to, we, they have to right the wrong they did for that. I I, I would one thousand percent absolutely support a Dexter sequel if it took place in the okay. future. Just, just making sure we see eye to eye, killing <laughs> Alaskans, maybe even meeting see, up with Jesse. I'm I, I telling never, you, I never watch Weeds. I, I just I it's don't so know. good, dude. It's so I, I, hey, good. I hear nothing but great things. It just you well, know, it a lot. Some of it's so good. When it there's really so much shit out place. there, and you know there's seven, eight seasons out there. But it's, it's like a, it's nine seasons, and it's on Netflix. Ewers, it might even be ten. It's Ewers. on Netflix, so it's, you can binge the fuck out of it. It's only a half hour, so they go quick. That's number two. Yeah, the I seasons mean, hey. are only eight to ten episodes, so they're digestible. You can finish a lot of it in a short amount of time. I would stop after season six. That's where I would stop. I wouldn't even give it a shot after that. Yeah, it's I, not. I heard near the end it, it, it falls just, yeah. off a cliff yeah. in a big way. It That's why I think it's cool that they're doing this because it'll like it gives it a shot in the arm, and it's enough time has passed since we got rid of it that I miss it, well, and enough time has passed in the well, show. Let's see if people still even give jump. a shit. It's going to stars, not Showtime. That's number one. Xfinity is getting rid of stars, yeah. allegedly. That's what I heard. So, yeah. like, this could bomb. Uh, I was hoping that HBO would pick up the rights and it go to Max. That would be at least a yeah. reason for me to pay fifteen bucks to get Max. I wouldn't pay fifteen bucks for just a Weeds thing, but uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know where else this could go. Like, maybe Peacock, maybe. I'm thinking of all the streaming services that are dropping. Like maybe just Netflix. Dude, Netflix I was just gonna say, dude, go Netflix to Netflix. Holds the rights. Go to right Amazon now for the for the show. So like, I don't know. At least not the maybe not the exclusive rights, but I, Amazon. I don't know. Amazon seems to me like it's not the place for reboots and stuff. They do their own shit. Yeah, true. And I think they do a damn good job of it. And they're the most underrated streaming service right now. Uh, all right, what do we got? Netflix has renewed Love, Death, and Robots for a second season. I heard nothing but great things about this. I believe Nico raved about it, told me I'm slack and I got to get on it. Again, it, it's it's on the list. When I get to it, I'll watch it. I don't know what it is and I don't care. I just heard it was some crazy shit. Look, look good. Reviews I don't were doubt great. that it's crazy shit. I just I, don't doubt that. I mean, I, I, don't know, don't I don't know if it's going to be as crazy as Crybaby or Crybaby Devilman. 
that, that was anime. Some, yeah, that, first five minutes. That was the first cr- five minutes will get you. That was some crazy shit. That will, was one of the craziest animes I ever watched. I finished it though. I was like, I watched the first five minutes and I said, right, my I'm, life has changed. I'm done. I can't. I get rode that this. gravy train all the way, baby. That's that's good for you. I appreciate that about you. Uh, let's move into the music section here. We have our top three tonight based on this story. My Chemical Romance is back. Kind of, and for how long, we don't know. They just announced one show in December in Los Angeles. They're a New Jersey band, so like it would have been a little bit more hype for me if they stayed on the East Coast. Um, But also, remember, Gerard Way, he created the Umbrella Academy. So this is like a lot of things that these guys have done from side projects to the Umbrella Academy stuff while their hiatus for a long time was was real. But I'm not a My Chemical Romance fan, never have been. Neither am I. Um, I think this is big news for a lot of people. Agreed. Maybe us two not included. They have their so, huge fan base. So we wanted to that. include it for all the homies out there that love them. We are not two of those people. I could do without another My Chem song for the rest of my lifetime. However, I only know one. it did spark. <laughs> it did spark. Like, I'm not a fan like that song. Uh, I don't even know what it that sparked, is. It sparked us to think of this top three of what other bands out there that are currently broken up that we would love to see get back together. Um, but they have to be living. They have to be living. And I, my number three originally was a total cop out, so I did remove it. I wanted to play devil's advocate and say Blink One Eighty Two. No, okay, I didn't. But with the original yeah. members, I I did bail on that idea. So that would that would have been good. Well, and I would have accepted it if Neighborhoods never came out. I'd say Blink One Eighty Two. That was Tom's last record, yeah. and it wasn't good. Yeah. So uh, I kind of left it off, and I went with three bands that if they ever come back. I still have hope for two of them. I, I I have one on here. It's our only shot that we have to be the same. The rest, you don't have these on your list, 100%. Are, is it your number three? It's my number two. It's your number two? It is probably my number. I bet you we have the same. Probably. Yeah. But my number three, Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay. I, it's to, I know Robert Plant had a you know crazy history. We know his son died in the past, and ever since yeah. then, it was kind of rocky. Um, you know, They started in 1968. They broke up in 1980. Um, I believe they had a couple reunion shows. I think it was 85, 88, 95, and I think maybe 07 or 08 or something. So they did a few shows after that. But just to go hear Stairway to Heaven live or Redem- or uh, was it Redemption, Im- Immigrant Song, to hear that live, I think that'd be cool. I stayed away from those that era of band. Okay. Like I wanted Beach Boys. I think they're all still alive. Brian. Uh, maybe one of yeah, them, I think but one Brian Wilson is still alive. Yeah. He's in his 70s now, though. It's yeah. so, like I, and I just saw them live, and they still kicked ass. So like I, I don't need it because I saw them. Um, this is where we 100% you. It's your number two. It has to be. We've never seen them. They are on the bucket list. Mm-hmm. I think I just want them to come back so we can see one show yep. of Ellison. Yep, my number two. Hands <laughs> my down. God. Hands and you down know what's Ellison. funny? Everyone out there right now is like, who the fuck? Who the fuck is Reggie? Like, yeah. <laughs> Is if you've never heard of Ellison, which we assume you have not, Josh Hill is the lead singer. First of all, great set of pipes. Yeah. Strap on your gourds yeah. when you go to listen to him. And um, he's got a good voice. Ellison had two full lengths and an EP, and it's not enough. It's yeah. not enough Ellison. But, this oh. band, I heard of him in 2006 was the, for five. Five was the first time I heard him. I went to Chicago with my family. The record dropped when I was in Chicago. I walked as a 17-year-old child alone in a big city for the first time to a Tower Records and bought the only copy that they had. Listened to it the entire drive home over 13 hours. It was life-changing. I love 
Ellison, and I wish they would come back just for one show, even in Ohio, where they're from, we would be there. Yeah, I, I would say say goodnight, sleep long, the best record. Um, yes, I. I it was their, it's their first record. Yeah. Uh, Color Compassion was okay five, to five me. Five songs. I think so. Sure. I loved their last record that they came out with before they before they broke up. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Loved it. But when I think of them, Say Goodnight and Sleep Alone has track after track after yeah. track. I just don't skip them. Yeah. And Joanna, Open Your Eyes was not only the first the song track, I heard, yeah. not only the first song I ever heard from them, is still probably my favorite Ellison song. It is that good. Yeah, it's a great um, song. And I think like they the, had to be to, on the list to end that record with a five minute acoustic track like short love with just yeah, an acoustic great. guitar and some singing yeah perfect raw acoustic song and i love that song yeah and i'll, I'll tell you a band i, I left out because i thought it would have been kind of because we saw them the academy is i also had them as my number three and yeah. bailed on them yeah. uh for ellison once i really thought about it the academy has just had a new song drop this year it was like a previously unreleased track so it wasn't a new track yeah um so like I'm kind of I'm kind of on board with that, and plus the Academy is his last two records. Like Fast Times was good, but Santee sucked. I really still live on my almost here days. Yeah, the no, that, that's the, that's our best CD it's, hands down. It's not even close. I love all ten songs. Yeah, every one of them I could yeah. listen to. So like maybe the Academy is almost here era, but I don't think we'd get that nah. again. William Beckett nah. is a completely different person than he was in 0405 yeah. when that came out. So I'd like to think Ellison takes the cake on that one for me. Yeah. Oh, you can't see John Cena. Oh, wait, that was your number two. Yeah, so you're number right, two. Right, 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 right. If so facto. I was hoping that we'd have two actually the same because uh, I think this one could be there. I don't think they've actually technically you, announced you, the breakup. If you didn't go old bands, you ain't getting this one. Uh, I, I don't think they technically Frank announced. Sinatra. <laughs> technically announced a breakup, uh, but they haven't released a new record since 2013, and they haven't played a live show in years and years and years. Do you got it? Mm-mm. Cartel. Okay, yeah. Yeah, tell me yeah. you wouldn't want new cartel. Well, music. I mean, the only like I would, the only reason I wouldn't say them is because they never said they they never technically I don't think that, ever broke up. I think he even but when said you that, haven't been around for I know I know when we interviewed him, he I said think they got he some said stuff that, cooking. Yeah, but. I just thought they said we're all busy. It's like we never broke up. We're just kind of on a mini hiatus. Everyone's he's got married. They just had a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm doing. He broke the news. Is doing the solo record. So oh, it's like they were just busy. I just, five years off. That's pretty close to a breakup. Well, and, and, well, and he has if his own recording else, stuff. So I just had shit. You know, everyone's got shit on their plate. If nothing else, five years is like the threshold of if and, you never announced a breakup, you're gone. Well, well, so like when you come knows, back, maybe they come back. Hey, surprise! We're working on this album. Here it listen, comes. We said it with the audition before, and it happened. Yeah. We said it with you, me, and everything we know. It's now happening. They just released a new song yep. yesterday for the first time in three years. Yeah. So it happens. Cartel hasn't released music in five years. Tell me that's not a hiatus. Tell me that's not a breakup. Whatever. I don't care. I counted as that. I want him back. Okay. Full time. Give me some fucking cartel. Okay. I love cartel. I mean, my number one, I mean, it's just, I, it, it will never happen, but Talking Heads. Oh, wow. And if you gave me a hundred guesses. I, 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 that's why you would have never got Talking Heads. Just, uh, I, I just grew up. I like, like the Talking I grew Heads. up listening to all like, you know, all the class. I grew up listening to this not music. classical music. <laughs> well, the classic rock, you know. Yeah, there you go. But like it's David Byrne would be the lead singer. He's the reason why they won't. Everyone in the band is down. It's he's very, just the only one that's very like, Brian um, Wilson esque with the Beatles. He's Boys. just done. You know, they they started in I think 1975. They broke up 91. They did two reunion shows in '96 and '02. That was it. If, if you're only talking heads, they did "Burning Down the House," mm-hmm. "Psycho Killer," "Once in a Lifetime." They, a lot of great songs. A lot of kind of trippy, crazy, cool videos they did back in the day. 
but doubt we'll ever see it, but talking heads. I also doubt we're ever going to see my number one. I think the closest we'll ever get is a show that you and I went to where some of their songs were played. And uh, I, I know that Clutch, the guitar player, actually joined that show. So, like, that was as close as we'll ever get to a something corporate reunion. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. just don't see it happening. Andrew's doing his own thing right now. Yeah. It's huge. Andrew McMahon in the wilderness. Jack's mannequin is yep. still kind of doing stuff. It's all Andrew. But like... I heard I heard woke up in a car. Oh I'm, I'm kind of happy. I'm kind of good. I <laughs> yeah, heard right. Yeah, you heard your favorite I didn't thoughts. give a shit about Constantine, but... Listen, uh, Leaving Through the Window is, is not even close. It's one of the best records to me of the 2000s. It's probably my top three favorite drive-through records of all time. That would be an awesome top three, by the way, as I think about that. Um, Something Corporate to me at one time was my favorite band, and that record is so iconic yep. uh, in every way, shape, or form. North was good. It was really good. I really, I really like North. Yeah, North was really, really good. It. Could be my favorite. I don't think it was like iconic to me. I don't sit around and I'm like, let me go back and listen to North again. I listened to it. But I always want to go back to Leaving Through the Window. I fucking love it. When the first line of the first song is standing at the edge of Morning Scent of Sex and Newfound Glory. I'm like, oh, you just named my my favorite band at the time? You just yeah. named them in a song? I'm fucking in. Yeah. Um, and you said sex in a song? And it was 2002, so I was like young. Yeah. I was in seventh grade. So I was like, sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Love something corporate. Wish they came back. That's our top three bands we wish would reunite. Uh, that's what we'll call it. We'll call it Reunite. Reunite. Okay. Yeah. I dig that, it. That'll let Cartel be in there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, let's see. We have uh, we have our quick, 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 quick preview for AEW Full Gear. It's tomorrow night as you listen to this because, we again, we drop on a uh, Friday. Um, here is the card for the newest pay-per-view. You can find it on BR Live or just regular traditional cable pay-per-view, uh, 8 o'clock, November 9th, Saturday. Pre-show at 7 o'clock. That will be free on YouTube if you want to get the juices flowing uh, to watch it. It'll be 8 o'clock Eastern time from Baltimore, Maryland at the Royal Farms Arena. I've been there. I was at a country concert there. Blow my brains out, please. Uh, we have a couple of matches announced. AEW World Champion Chris Jericho versus Cody in what was arguably the best promo of the year versus one of the funniest video packages of the yeah. year on last night's Dynamite or Wednesday yeah. night Dynamite. What'd you think? It was definitely the best um, promo. promo that Cody Rhodes I've ever seen him do. Like yeah. even I was like, oh shit, that was really good. I got got hype at the end. He Un- got goddamn deniable. Yeah. So, but hey, he he spoke from the heart and he was very passionate. And then you go to. Jericho's answer. He and called his, him a dick. Like yeah, you don't hear that yeah, often. Yeah, just, I love just it. straight up, you know. And then Jericho's was just like the exact opposite. Was you know, little champion being all the bubbly, kind of sitting in the tub and yeah. joking around with a lot of you know. Um, My favorite part of Jericho's humor video is when Sammy Guevara goes. He's in the prime of his career. He's 48 years old. He's the youngest youngest AEW champion ever. By the way, for anybody out there who doesn't know, he's the only. Yeah, so like, yeah, they did did a lot of stuff like that. And I just thought it it was the perfect answer to Cody's kind of just angry rant. Yeah, and Chris like took it. He's like, he's like, Cody's going to, the day of the pay-per-view, Cody, he owns the place. He's going to be doing interview after interview. What am I going to be doing? All I'm going to be doing is trying to find a bottle of bubbly. Yeah, which was great. Like, but he, he like. 
There was truth there. Like, yeah, he is going to have a lot of measles and a lot of fucking business shit to do. This match actually has two stipulations to it. Maybe not stipulations, but uh, the first being Cody announced during his promo that if he does not win this match and become the AEW champion, that he will never again challenge for the AEW title, which I think actually gives a lot of clearance as to who will probably win this match. Um, and it might not be who you're thinking. But also, three judges will be available as a tiebreaker if the match goes beyond the 60-minute time limit. I have a feeling, why would you put that there if you're not going to utilize it? Yeah, it's going to be a long-ass be, match. Because there's not a lot of matches for the card, there's only, what, four or five matches total right now? Maybe six or seven, which is not very long for pay-per-view. Pay-per-view is usually nine to ten matches. In WWE's case, up to 13, 16. But uh, I kind of think this is going to go the full 60, and I think the judges will be utilized. I'm interested to watch a 48-year-old Chris Jericho wrestle for 60 minutes. Yeah. I have to imagine there will definitely be some piss breaks during that match. Will it just be some submission holds? Or he just bullshit. disappears underneath the mat. <laughs> yeah, right. And he just goes to yeah, try to find him. AEW World Champion, or Women's World Champion, Riho versus Emi Sakura. AEW World Tag Team Champions, SCU, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpion Sky versus the Lucha Brothers versus Private Party. If Private Party and the Lucha Brothers alone had a tag team match, I'd be in. But at SCU, the inaugural tag champs on top of that, you're going to get one of the craziest six-man tag matches you're ever going to see. Uh, Three-team tag. Really looking forward to that one. An unsanctioned lights-out match between John Moxley, who is Dean Ambrose, versus Kenny Omega. That'll a- be a good match. AEW is not sanctioning it, so it's not counting towards their win-loss record. But that means there's going to be a lot of blood. There's going to be a lot of barbed wire. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of weapons and just carnage. I can't wait. It's going to be sick. And if you are squeamish, don't watch that match. Yeah, just wait for the highlights. The Young Bucks will tag against Santana and Ortiz of the Inner Circle. Looking forward to that one. Hangman Adam Page, my most overrated wrestler in AEW and one of my least favorites, as a matter of fact, versus the bastard Pac, a.k.a. Neville, uh, from back in his WWE days. Red Arrow, Ooh, baby. I love heel Neville, a.k.a. Pac, the bastard. So good. Uh, and then this is a new match that was just announced. And I'm looking forward to this one a lot. The bad boy Joey Janela from New Jersey versus Sean Spears, the chairman of AEW, a.k.a. Ty Dillinger in his WWE days, the perfect 10, and now he's perfection, uh, with Tully Blanchard in his corner. That'll be fun. And on the buy-in, we're going to get Britt Baker versus B. Priestley again. Um, they're friends in real life. They're doing this whole feud thing. I don't know. Britt Baker's not really getting over for me. She's Adam Cole's girlfriend in real life, which is cool. Uh, B. Priestley is Will Ospreay's girlfriend in real life, which is also cool. These girls don't really do it for me in the ring, and uh, I think they're trying way too hard to push Britt Baker to the moon. But there's your card as of at least as of Thursday, October set or November seventh, two thousand nineteen. There may be more matches added, but damn it all! Uh, looking forward to this pay per view very, very much. AEW's done a very nice job in their six weeks of dynamite. Looking forward to it. Sam, what's your CGC spotlight this week? So I, I believe last podcast last week we mentioned that. Um, on HBO Max is going to be the Green Lantern show mm-hmm. and it's going to be Strange Adventures. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be a perfect time to say this one is Strange Adventures number 205, 9-0 off-white white pages. Damn. Origin and first appearance of Dead Man, Boston brand. Also first appearance of Vashnu, Tiny, and Lorna. It's an Arnold Drake story. Carmine Infantino and George Russo's cover and art came out... In October 1967. That's beautiful. I don't know if you want to take a peek of it, but it's, it's, it's a super tough book to get in high grade, 
Last 9.0 sale sold for 1575 He got it for $6 at a yard sale. I got it you know, a little while ago. I got it at a great deal. I just you know saw, kind of saw the writings on the wall here. There's no 9.8s on the census. There's only two 9.6s, 14 9.4s, 22 9.2s, and 37.9.0s. So there's only 38 graded higher than mine. So I, I feel like I'm lucky. Out of 1967, I doubt there's going to be too many more high grades coming in. <clears throat> but, you know... Dead man, he's a member of the Justice League Dark, super important member. I'll give you a little quick synopsis here. After Circus Acrobat Boston Brand, aka Deadman, is killed by a hook-handed sniper with a high-powered rifle during Jesus. his performance, Holy shit. his ghost remains earthbound. Rama Kushna, the spirit of the universe, tells Deadman that he will have the power to walk among men until he finds his murderer. Deadman soon finds that he has the power to enter and control living people's bodies, taking over the body of Tiny, the circus strongman, to break up a, a dope smuggling racketeer. And then after he, I guess, breaks that up, he begins to walk the earth to find his killer. Deadman, he's a super great character. Hopefully this new Justice League animated dark movie, I assume he's going to be in it. Boston Brand, Deadman, freaking awesome. Strange Adventures. 205. It's a beautiful cover again, as always. You always find really good covers. Let me see that back. Yeah, I, I forget who I even got the this from. The Thunderbike. The Thunderbike adds new excitement to your Ho Racing layout from Aurora. I believe I got it from Collector's Comics on Instagram. Tom, really great guy. Check them out on IG if you need it. And it's, a, again, super tough book. When you usually see this book, Greg, it's always got like cream off white. I hate cream pages. This is off white to white. Cream pages remind me of an old dictionary. That just that yellow tint yeah, to it, yeah. sm that smell, and, and very distinct. And honestly, that kind of turns buyers off. Like me, if I see a book, any book that I want cream pages, out. I don't want it at all. I don't care if you said it for free. I'd be like, eh, I'll take it, but it's getting sold. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I just hate cream pages, man. My OCD's real. I, I want you to like lift yourself up from the cream pages, so I'll let you start with the pick of the week this week. Pick of the week, and honestly, like I haven't really watched anything new. I went with this just because I got the um, Blu-ray. Um, Box set nine, box set ten comes out in January on Amazon. Dragon Ball Super. The last episode, I I couldn't even sit down. The battle Jeez. between dude, it like Machu is right. You ain't even ready for the last episode. I think I watched it already three times. Jesus, just, just the I mean, it's only twenty three minutes. Right. It's, it's it's a quick watch. Right. But one hundred thirty one episodes in the Dragon Ball Super saga. Like I said, uh, the last box at 10 comes out, I think it was January 22nd on Amazon. I think they have it for like 30 bucks right now. But just the battles between top going like full god mode, just Hakai, just fucking everybody up. And Jiren just going absolute berserk. Goku in ultra instinct mode. Vegeta doing everything he can to, you know, keep his team pushing. Frieza always up to no good. And it, it was just so freaking banging. I, I really hope we get more Dragon Ball Super. It really, like, shined. I know Machi said it's his favorite DBZ story arc ever. And I'm kind of like, man, that's probably my one or two, just just how great it was from beginning beginning to end. But them last ten episodes, strap on, because it's, it's a freaking battle. He said strap on, baby. Dude, it's, it was freaking great. Uh, Mayan, I'm going back to the well with my music stuff. I stayed away from music for a little bit there, but I'm back in the game because... Uh, like I'm struggling with some records that come out this year. There's there's a couple really good ones, but they're 
the the records that have come out from the bands that I've been really looking forward to. Some of them have really kind of disappointed me. Say Anything's kind of a little disappointing, and uh, Miniature Tiger's a little disappointing. So I was looking for a new band, and I've been really, really into Transit lately. They were my pick of the week a couple weeks ago. I like their um, one record. Uh, right, and Listen and Forgive. Yep. And they had a new record come out in 2014, their last record. Unfortunately, their guitar- No, Young New England was mm-hmm. before that. Their guitar player passed, and, and unfortunately. Mm. So, but their last before their breakup in 2014, they released a record called Joyride, and it was really, 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 really good. It's like more pop punky, emo-y than than normal. But um, when you get a record from Apple Music or Spotify, it says others have listened to. Yeah. So I go, I always go through that. That's how I find new yeah. bands. And go, lo and behold, oh, yeah. this is how I yeah. found Elder Brother. Yep. I, 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 I downloaded them. I listened to one song. I had time to listen to one. I was just like, okay, I could see where – I don't know what song I picked, but I could see why you said it was like a brand new. They are, to me, exactly what brand new would sound like in 2019. If you had brand new from 1999 to 2003, transformed them into 2019, and scrapped Jesse Lacey, we would have the new brand okay. new. I, I think this is a really, really good band. I put that on Twitter uh, and I put them in a way away, a will away have been my two new favorite bands of the year. And a will away gave me a shout out on the tweet. So thank you guys. Appreciate <laughs> you very much. Uh, but anyways, regardless, I, I think Elder Brother and the record in particular, it's 2018 release. So it can't be my top three of the year, unfortunately, because it didn't release this year. But Stay Inside is the name of the record. It's a full length. Came out last year. The the tracks just the more and more I listen to it. I gave you like three or four recommended tracks. And now I'm like, yo. All of them. <laughs> it's yeah, a just, really just really, play it from one and play, play it through. It's just so good. I think the song that'll that will say to you, "Holy shit, this is totally like what brand new sounds like." Sway. Okay. Totally would be like, "Holy shit, that's that's brand new." Um, you know what's funny? I think that was a song I listened to because I sway in the morning, so I think I hit sway because of it. <laughs> uh, I I can't tell you though how much I I just love the record. I love what they're doing. Um, I think they're back in the studio, so that's really, really good. But for me, You and Me Forever is a song I can't get out of my head at all. I sing it all day long. Um, and then I Don't Miss You has one of my favorite guitar riffs to begin a song that I've heard in a really long time. So uh, Elder Brother, unbelievable. I love this band, and I love finding new bands that I didn't know before. Um, so there it is. Elder Brother, Stay Inside is the name of the record from 2018. That was our picks of the week. And that was our episode, 159. Uh, we're really, really excited because the next couple weeks are going to be enormous, a.k.a. two weeks from now, Pokemon Sword and Shield. We should have uh, maybe have impressions. Mandalorian impressions, We're going to have Mandalorian impressions. We're going to have Sun and – or uh, will we have Mandalorian next week? Yeah, yeah we will. Tuesday. Next week. So 160 will have Mandalorian. 161 will have Sword. Yeah, because we're doing on Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, perfect. Mandalorian will have Sword and Shield on 161. So two weeks in a row, some huge stuff's dropping, some huge impressions. I might even have impressions for Star Wars Fallout, Jedi Fallen Order. That comes out the same day as Sword and Shield. So we got a lot of cool stuff coming up uh, with our own impressions, not just the IGN reviews. We like to give you those for context to see if you want to go see the movie, we'll play the game, watch the show, whatever. We usually give our impressions a little deeper level, have a little bigger discussion about that. Um, go play Luigi's Mansion 3. Go watch Dragon Ball Super. Go listen to Elder Brother. You can do all of that in one day. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week for episode 160. We burnt the midnight oil tonight,